0: everyone Oof. Do, 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 do. hello everyone i hope you're all okay um so this evening we are going to be in a Q&A. um it is q and a week in between our podcast weeks um so i have two, two one two three four questions that i'm going to cover this evening um one one of them isn't quite a question more of a statement um well two statements two questions but things i think will be really beneficial to cover um and things that come up a lot across the board with you guys so hope you all had a good week so far And it's a tuesday hope it's going well for you weather is lovely so i hope you're all feeling good hope you're all taking the opportunity to get outside get some sun on your skin get some fresh air and all that good stuff um but yeah good dive right in so First um, thing that I want to talk about this week um, is framed in regards to the bank holiday but I'm going to talk about it in relation to general social occasions and general um, general weekends and things like that. So first thing that I wanted to discuss this week is the statement, I feel like I've undone everything over the bank holiday. Okay so obviously we have moved on a little bit from the bank holiday, obviously this is bi-weekly so this was closer to the last um and that we did um but generally over the weekend so the mindset and feeling of feeling like you've undone your hard work uh, uh, over your weekend on your saturday night or or whatnot now this isn't uncommon right so a lot of the time when we set ourselves a goal it can be i guess an expectation or maybe it's a narrative that society gives us that having a good social life enjoying your social occasions going out doing all the things that you love and getting results whether that is hypertrophy results whether it's fat loss results whether it's building a healthier lifestyle um that they these two things are mutually exclusive that being able to get results from whatever your health and fitness goal is and also do the things you enjoy and have fun are two mutually exclusive things and they're not mutually exclusive right they can coexist together um the you don't have to choose one or the other and i think that's the first narrative to break down is that they can coexist and i think it's supporting that narrative when we think right okay i am gonna do this same monday to friday and then you almost step into a different version of yourself when you are with certain people or in certain situations and that kind of feeds into that narrative of um the fact that you can't have one or the other. So once you've had one drink, or once you've had two drinks, or once you've gone out for a meal, or once you've maybe thought, right, I'm going to be prioritising um, enjoying myself a little bit more, and I accept that my, that's maybe putting the brakes on, you know, progress this week, and actually framing it in that way rather than um, oh, I've entered the fuck it mindset now. Oh, you know, well, I've I've had a few, so I may as well have more, and then the subsequent decisions that come as a result of that rather than being able to slow your pro thought processes down are ultimately what leads us to be swinging between that pendulum of i'm either dieting or i am not and it's two separate things and that is actually the more times that we buy into that narrative and we don't recognize that narrative the more times that we are coming further and further away from being able to build that lifestyle where actually life is just a series of decision after decision And you're either getting, if you think about these two narratives running parallel, you're either making a decision and coming closer to your goal, or you're making a decision and moving further away. And actually, realistically, progress doesn't look like that. The The one line towards your goal, it looks like, you know, making the majority of decisions close to your goal, and then sort of doing this and coming back on a few decisions because there will be times when you will prioritize other things right and remember that health is multifaceted health is social health health is connection and it's also being able to pull yourself up on these things that um you know well it was bank holiday so i had a drink and actually being able to slow your thought processes down and think why did i do that and why do i attach these things together or um i wanted to enjoy my bank holiday so i you know, decided to just not track for four days and just not pay attention to what I was consuming, for example. Um, and that actually there will be occasions where we will say, yeah, okay, I'm going to prioritize X, Y, Z and put, and put the foot on, you know, put the, um, progress on pause, for example, but actually being able to ask yourself, does my enjoyment of a situation, a social occasion, for example, um, rely on me drinking alcohol or over consuming food because actually you probably find that the actual enjoyment of the situation doesn't lie in the alcohol or the over consumption and it actually lies in the social connection which can coexist without the things that actually get in the way of you achieving your goals and by all means you know it's absolutely fine to want to enjoy food and food is there to be enjoyed food isn't just fuel regardless of what the fitness industry preaches out food is fuel like yeah okay it is but also it's important to enjoy your food, right? And it's fine to enjoy your food. We live in a culture where, okay, and it is somewhat privileged, food and social connection, and um you know they're they're intertwined. They are weaved into our culture, just like many European cultures. You know, when we celebrate, we you know we share meals, etc., etc. But actually, being able to take a step back and ask yourself if overconsumption of either thing is actually necessary for enjoyment first of all um, second of all on a basic scientific level it is physically impossible for you to have undone weeks months of work in a day for example um, okay yeah we can if we're not it's not just one decision for example like saying oh you know I, I had a pizza at the weekends so I've undone all my hard work that one decision is probably a massive drop in the ocean your body will let just pass it by again it's how far into the quote-unquote fuck it bucket we've traveled in terms of going well i've had pizza now so i'm going to just not pay attention tomorrow to what i'm doing i'm going to skip the gym tomorrow and i'll I'll start again monday okay we're deeper into the hole at that point however nothing can take away the muscle tissue that you've built doesn't just go away overnight um the mental processes that you've you've built all the mental resilience everything that you've learnt you are always starting off as i starting off you are always revisiting in a better place than you were and you're never starting again you've even if you feel like you are you have got so much more knowledge so much more experience and actually been able to reframe these events where you go do you know what okay I maybe didn't act how I wanted to there and not think of it as a start again start again but think right okay this is what I need to stop doing and it's things like these that I need to change what can i do differently next time and how can i learn from that where could i have maybe have implemented something that i've been taught or that um that i now have got as a tool or could that be something that you bring up in a check-in for example um as to something that you're struggling to navigate so that we can implement these things and talk these things through as to how you can actually reframe that as a learning experience rather than just writing it off altogether? okay so two points of view for you there and i hope that is helpful but it's these things that allow us to see life as kind of a merge of choices and remember that actually a general result whether that is just building a lifestyle that you that you love and that you can keep your body healthy in or actually getting towards a physical result whether that's building tissue whether that's fat loss whatever it is changing your body composition if that's your goal is actually just a series of choices stacked together thousands of choices stacked together and it will never be linear so it's important that you find ways to in um, uh, to bring social occasions into your life in a way that is manageable for you that allows you to have that social connection to have that enjoyment you know I was having a conversation with one of you this week some clients you know on the team are sober for example and there's some clients that so you know what you know I really enjoy going out and having a cold beer or um you know for me I'm not completely sober but I don't drink I don't get drunk anymore I don't really don't enjoy or want that um but now and again i do do enjoy a cold glass of wine and being able to say do you know what sometimes you know complete all or nothing is not the right path for you and being able to say okay this is actually what i enjoy and this is what i want to keep in and this is how i'm going to create that into my life in a way that is healthy for me socially healthy for me physically and allows me to move forward okay right next question so this was in relation to a client who has quite an extreme physique goal however very applicable to pretty much everyone really uh, on the team so next question is should i prioritize cardio over training um and this is in particular for a fat loss goal so i completely understand where this thought process come from come from came from um and comes from so once you have i guess let's say we've been through a building phase in terms of getting your strength up and eating a bit more food and we've built some muscle tissue i can completely understand during a fat loss phase how it can i guess make sense to think right okay well if energy balance if what determines energy balance ultimately is your meat levels your cardio output and the intake of calories and the, the deficit in this in this instance being the difference between those two then i can completely understand where the mentality of cardio is the priority and get my food on point is the priority for fat loss so completely understand that and it's something that i will speak to you guys a lot um when it comes to making sure that like your meat levels are consistent with whether you've got an extreme body compositional goal or just a general goal for your health making sure that your meat levels are where they need to be is super important not just for health but when you do have body compositional goals or you're manipulating your body in any way because they are the biggest controllable um form of expenditure which is again um is going to determine energy balance um however and particularly if you've got a fat loss goal um training is that foundation of of your programming right so the only time maybe i would say that i would change what i'm about to say is if you had a performance-based goal to so say for example you were doing something cardiovascular performance-based like an ironman or you were um doing a marathon or something like that where that that training is your priority um I in all other instances training should really form that basis and that's where your energy should be going as a pri- as, as a primary okay so when we think of we go into the gym say you've eaten a meal and your body's taking carbohydrate you've got glycogen in your system your muscles are full and they're ready to go and that stored energy in the muscle' mm-hmm. is, uh, glycogen and it's ready to train for example it's ready to utilize the muscle um if you then go and do your cardio say for example I don't know is could be 25 minutes. For example, you're gonna do 25 minutes on the stairmaster, you've just depleted that energy, and now you're gonna try and train. And we will naturally see things like strength decreasing, fatigue, um, maybe um increasing as a result of the fact that you are pretty much going into training, depleted and fatigued. Um, and now we don't have that energy to actually push with training. So when we are and particularly with this is particularly with a fat loss goal when you are in a deficit we are wanting to retain as much muscle tissue as possible um for general health um obviously you spent all this time building it it would be silly to then burn it off right and for those of you to say that the example in this case was someone who wanted to get on stage and when we think about that final look for something like that then we want to make sure there's enough muscle tissue there one of the ways that we do this particularly when you're in a deficit which is obviously it's harder anyway because you haven't got energy available to necessarily build much muscle tissue so the way that we make sure that we're retaining it is eating enough protein obviously you're building blocks of muscle and also making sure that the muscle is stimulated as much as we can do um, and naturally as you're dieting you may find the strength may begin to drop off a little bit or you might not get as many pbs as you did and you fatigue a little bit more a little bit easier um the way that we make sure particularly with an extreme fat loss goal that we are preserving as much muscle tissue as possible during the process of dieting is to make sure that we are prioritising your resistance training, we are stimulating the muscle as much as possible in the gym and if we therefore then put something else as a priority above that, go into the session depleted, then we are less likely to be able to preserve that muscle tissue. So as a general rule, if you are someone who has cardio in your programming, whether you've got a more extreme physique goal or um, a, even a general health goal or a general physique goal, um to make sure that the muscle tissue is getting stimulated and we are giving it the best chance to build muscle tissue we should really be prioritizing resistance training first and then you've got your neat levels and you've got your cardio there to just basically increase your expenditure across the day realistically as well you are more likely to be going in full of beans going smash your session and then be able to almost plod through your res- through your cardio to get the output done and you don't have to be as mentally switched on remember that resistance training is immersive and that's one of the reasons that it's so good for mental health because it's immersive you have to concentrate when you're lifting for safety and also to make sure that you've got that mind-muscle connection that you're feeling it in the tissue and that's why often a lot of people find that Resistance training really helps them from a mental health perspective because they have to switch off from other things and focus on what they're doing. It's completely immersive. not mentally taxing you can plod your way through it it doesn't take any immersion really or concentration and that's why a lot of people watch netflix or whatever when or answer emails or read when they do their um, cardio for example so as a general rule we want to be prioritizing that resistance training both um from a health perspective and a you know physique perspective to retain as much muscle tissue as possible particularly if you're in a deficit which is probably why you're doing cardio okay um similarly off the back of this another question this is a question that came through um this actually came through on Instagram but I know that it's the conversation that I have with a lot of you when you start up and you have um maybe an exercise a type of exercise that you personally really enjoy you want to know if you can keep it in and you know a lot of you I will say yeah we always try and factor in what you enjoy so we have resistance training as a basis and maybe how many days you get in the gym will be dependent on um what your goal is and also your enjoyment of resistance training and we'll always factor in, particularly if you're someone who knows that you found a certain exercise that you really love. We will always factor that into your schedule for exercise. Um, so this question was: I really like running, but does that mean I won't be able to build muscle at the same time as running? Um, and again, I think this is very much marketing, it probably comes from old bodybuilding days. Because I know I definitely got told by a coach that oh, you want to burn your glutes off? Just go and run. It's just not that simple. Um, I say, well burn my glutes off, I mean burn fat from my glutes, or make my glutes or muscle tissue smaller. The general premise was, so I'll just go and do loads of cardio. Um, so we know that when it comes to building muscle tissue, we need a slight surplus of um of energy, right? Now, obviously, there's always caveats to that. That if you're still in the kind of newbie gains phase, if you're still in the phase where you're really kind of learning to train, learn to stimulate the muscle properly, etc., we can definitely build muscle tissue, and we can build muscle tissue in a deficit, right? But it's very slow comparatively really the most optimal state for building muscle tissue is to have a little bit of energy available in a surplus and that energy that's extra from the food that isn't being burnt off will then build muscle tissue um so when you think about it in that way actually it doesn't really matter if you're running or not what matters is that you're eating enough to make sure that you aren't in a massive deficit from adding the running in right So again, this is going to come down to a time thing. If you're someone that just loves loves, loves running there, therefore struggles to get into the gym or you don't particularly enjoy being in the gym, then there will be a case of if you want to build some tissue and you want to build some shape, you you maybe might have to bring your running hours down and replace that with a couple of gym sessions. But that doesn't mean that you can't run around that. Of course you can. Um, If if, you know you push for time and we get so many benefits from just doing uh, the initial two sessions of the week consistently. Right. So it doesn't have to be all the hours in the world. And like I say, if you are someone who, you know, you, you've got time to get into the gym and you would do a run in the morning, for example, and it's something that you do, just making sure that you are adequately fueled enough to be recovering from your run and the calories that you burn on that run, and then you have enough calories to then be building tissue from your resistance training will mean that you have got enough, enough energy there to build tissue. At the same time as running it's not a case that your body then knows that you're running and goes oh can't build muscle tissue it's just making sure that that isn't pushing you really far into a deficit and hindering your ability to build tissue um and you know what Maybe you can eat a bit more um so not the end of the world um but yeah it's actually really really positive that you're seeing that as you're not framing that as i am i want to run to burn more calories it's i love running and i want to keep that in well that's great we just make sure your food's a little bit higher and there is enough energy available there um to be able to build the tissue um remember that what you do in the gym is the stimulus for the muscle and it's when the muscles adapting and recovering when you're resting that you build the tissue so think of it like you lay down the bricks um with the stimulus and then the cement is um the rest in between is the cement which allows the house to be built okay and final question and actually something that will lead in quite nicely I wanted to cover this because it leads in quite nicely to a resource that I'm going to upload for you guys this week and something that I find with a lot of you guys that I encourage to begin some mindfulness practice or journaling um is I don't know where to start with journaling I don't know I don't know where so where should I start with journaling um and this is something I can say that I do get a lot when we move towards maybe journaling sort of mindful practice and it's not uncommon right and i think everybody who journals now had that moment of like well what do you mean journal like where do i even start is it like do i write a diary like what what you know what happens and some people say oh you know just write whatever's in your head and let your thoughts start to flow but i do think that sometimes it can be quite helpful to have to start the process with prompts um whilst you get used to actually thinking in a way which allows your thoughts to flow And I've done this in various ways with you guys that I've encouraged this with. And some of you I've started with gratitude practice, if that's what we want to be journaling around and reflection. Um, And it might be, for example, getting you to write uh, three things that you're grateful for um, in the morning to get your head into a good space and starting with really, really little things, right? So being able to notice the little things is really important. And that that prompt is something that I will usually use with people who can't seem to find any wins in their life. And actually the very fact that we're doing a live on a laptop, and we're able to communicate on social media and on our laptops and our phones and that we are waking up in a warm bed and we can just walk into a shower with running water it's already so much to be grateful for and it's when you start recognizing those things that you a, a start to recognize more as a byproduct of that um, and your life becomes a much more fruitful place and you shift your focus to all the things that maybe you can't see or don't have to a place where, of abundance right um, so that might be a good prompt to start with other things again it depends on where i guess we are trying to get your mindset to be and what we're trying to work through i know with several of you guys i have um given you some body image prompts for example of ways to think about your body um and to show your body gratitude and to see your body in a certain light for example um and some self-love kind of practice so again the prompts will be dependent on the individual but i do think that beginning with prompt is a good idea and any of you guys that are listening to it obviously you're all clients so you can always reach out to me and i will always give you prompts if you are struggling i don't want it to be that we talk about okay have we started to journal and you kind of go oh yeah uh, i don't really know about that skip over that bit on checking and never really come back to it if i've suggested that you journal it's there for a reason if you are if you are someone who's like oh that freaks me out i don't even know where to start then tell me, I will give you some prompts that are relevant to what I want you to maybe try and think about or guide your thoughts in that direction and then you can start to roll from there. Um, But one thing that I will be doing is uploading a resource into the members area um, which will give you kind of three morning and three evening prompts to work through and the biggest thing with journaling is that you get consistent the first couple of days will probably feel a bit slow even the first couple of weeks will feel a little bit slow feel a little bit forced um it's the consistency and things may start off a little bit like oh wishy washy but actually when you start to notice things more that's how it starts to build right you've got to give it that chance to gain momentum so something like utilizing prompts and again it could be the prompts i upload into the group this week or it could be personalized prompts that i've given you to um to think on that in terms of where we want to be pushing your um your thought processes that's a great place to start and the second place being try something when you try it try it for 30 days of consistency to see if it's going to work for you or not generally isn't something you can necessarily d- dabble in and out of it's something that we want to be proactive with and it helps us to notice and work through things before they've kind of reared their head it's not necessarily a thing that we do to um, like cure something if that makes sense it's something that we do to make sense of things so that we can start to make decisions for ourselves and think for ourselves and be able to make sense of thought patterns and come to our own conclusions okay so that is everything that has come up this week uh, a nice little spread across kind of all of the areas that we coach in which is nice um as always any questions that you do have please let me know and obviously if they are applicable to everybody i will pop them onto this live um, if you do have any questions on anything that we've spoken about this week guys you can either pop it onto this post if you don't mind the others seeing it or you can just um message me or when we're chatting in private you can pull this up and i can kind of elaborate on anything um or give you kind of like you say any prompts if you are struggling with things like journaling if we've spoken about it in the past i will be more than happy to give you some prompts to start and but look out for the resource that is going into the members areas this week guys if you are someone that struggles with that mindfulness practice um and yeah i hope you all have a great rest of your week i'll speak to you all at some point and yeah i will chat to you then